Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices moreover that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Hello, 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 and welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. This is Rachel Richardson, and I am filling in for Miss Nina Griffin today, and I just want to welcome our, our listening audience to Save the Lost at All Costs. Um, I want you to know that you are able to call in there, so we're going to go ahead and open up the local call lines or the, the phone lines, period, and the local call-in number is uh, 702-650-5588, again, 702 702- Six five zero five five eight eight, and for our listening audience that may be outside of Las Vegas, uh, the number is one eight hundred three six six eight 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 three. Again, one eight hundred three six six eight 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 three, and we are being streamed live on kkvv.com. And we are also being streamed um, at Save the Lost at All Cost, or I'm sorry, www.savethelostlv.org. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Um, you can listen to any of the previous shows on that radio on that particular on Save the Lost. LV.org. Uh, you can listen to any of the previous shows for absolutely free. Um, and you can go to iTunes as well and listen to the Archive Radio Ministry broadcast for free as well. Um, you can listen to KKVV 1060 AM's radio station anytime on your cell phone number. So I really like this feature. So if you cannot, you do not have internet access, but you can listen to the call simply by calling 563 563- Nine 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 three one nine four. Again, if you don't have internet access or radio access right now, you can call in on your phone at five six three nine 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 three one nine four. And I had a couple instructions here from Miss Nina, so I just wanted to uh, make sure that I went through them all. Um, and those are for me. So we are going to be talking about uh, a labor of love today and how, how sometimes it can, it can get tiring, uh, you know, doing for other people sometimes, even though we've been commanded to do it. And, but our human nature, our flesh rejects it uh, most of the time. And, and at the end of the day, um, when it's all said and done, if we, are, we have to remind ourselves to do everything that we do unto the Lord and, and not to man. 
So, so let me go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. And Father, we just thank you, God, for this time that you've given us to be on this radio broadcast. Father, I pray that you would just calm my spirit, Lord, and that you would just speak truth, oh God, through my lips, Father, that everything that you've embedded into my heart, God, for your people, Lord, that it would go forth, God, it would go humbly, God, and most importantly, God, it would glorify you, Lord, and it would help us to recognize the fact that we are not in this alone. We need each other, God, that you've, you've, you've created us as a body for a reason, Father, and, and that we are not to be distant, distant or disconnected or, or in discord based on uh, religious creeds and religion and doctrine and uh, all the, all the things that just separate us from you, Father God, and, and ultimately it separate us from each other. Father, I pray that you would just be in the midst of this radio show. Father, I pray that, that lives would be uh, saved, God, souls would be saved, eyes would be open, God, and that we would recognize, Father, most of all, that we are alive today because of you for a purpose, not to just be aimlessly uh, hoping something uh, hits or hoping that we come up with, with with a bright idea of what our life's purpose should be, Father, but but that we are are are, are being targeted because we are arrows in a quiver. And Father, when that when, when the master arrow whistleblower, if I may, when when the when the archmen yourself, Father, when you shoot us out, you shoot us at a target, Father God, and we desire to be those that hit the target, Father, and not miss it. We thank you, we praise you, and we love you in Jesus' name, Amen. I'm actually going to open up in Hebrews 6.10. And again, I do want to go ahead and give the phone numbers. Uh, if you are watching, there's also a Facebook Live, um, which somebody asked me to do just in case anything else <laughs> went. So hello, I Facebook. So there is a Facebook Live going on under Rachel Richardson. But let me open up the phone lines, um, or let me give you the numbers to the phone lines in case you missed them. You're just joining us. Um, 702-650-5588 is the local number, 702 702- 6505588 is the local number and the toll free number is 1-800-366-8883 again 1-800-366-8883 and you can always listen online and take a look at your beautiful girl hey at kkvv.com again we are streaming live right now uh in real time at kkvv's website at kkvv.com so Let's get into this. Uh, Hebrews 6.10 is where we are going. I am actually going to be reading out of the uh, a New American Standard Bible. And let me get there. I'm sure you guys are there. All right. So Hebrews 6.10. And it says, For God is not unjust, so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown towards his name in having ministered and in still ministering to the saints. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end. Verse 12, so that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. Verse 13. For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply you. Verse 15. And so, having, having patiently waited, he, Abraham, obtained the promise, which ultimately was his son Isaac, who ultimately, uh, again, 
allowed for Abraham to be the father of faith, if I may. It took 25 years for the promise of Isaac to come to pass. And Abraham missed it during that time. I mean, he ended up having a, another child with uh, his his concubine, you know, or with, with the slave, if I may. Um, and under Sarah, his wife's pretense, you know, because she wanted a child as well. And, and she got anxious too. And so I want to say that it's it's not... We don't miss, just because we miss it doesn't mean we miss out. Amen. So we're going to do things in the process. Things are going to happen. Uh, we're going to be tested. And, and ultimately, if we can hold on, we can be assured that whatever God promised, he will bring it to pass. Uh, I, I had prayed for my mother for several years when I got saved. My mother was addicted to crack cocaine and, and it took several years, but I'll tell you what, it's been over 10 years now that my mother has been clean and sober and, and saved and Holy Ghost filled. Man, she's a giver and, and, took me years to pray for my husband, but my husband and I have been married now almost 13 years, and and, and I didn't think that I was marriage material, and so I, I just wanted to encourage those that may be listening that, that maybe you're sick in body. I know my husband is a diabetic, and, 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 and maybe you're going through something. Maybe it just doesn't look like you're going to get your kids back. Maybe it doesn't look like your marriage is going to last. Maybe it looks like God forgot about you. I want to encourage you that if you continue to labor in love. You continue to wake up, open your eyes every day, even when you don't feel like it. And you minister to the saints or to people. And the word minister simply just means to take care of the needs of another person. So you don't have to be behind a pulpit. You don't have to be on the radio show. You don't have to be in a religious uh, uh, setting, if I may, to minister to anybody. But you, you ministering is simply taking care of the needs of another person. I mean, Jesus met practical needs of regular people. And a lot of times he met the practical needs of people that the religious folk didn't even give the time of day to the religious the, the he met the needs of the people that religious people had casted off it like the leopards who they had to live in their own cities they couldn't be around anybody the woman with the issue of blood he met the practical needs of people who were not quote unquote saved who had not yet even realized who Jesus really was they kind of heard the rumors and they 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 wanted to know but they weren't sure they were on the outside looking in but I'll tell you what it was because he met those practical needs of simple people like you and me that those people became powerhouses that those people those leopards those the the, the man with the withered hand the, the the those that were bedridden the man that was bedridden the 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 one that was hunched over the the people that practically got their needs met left everything to follow Christ to follow him to fo- all the way to death and I want to encourage you that you may feel like, well, I'm not really saved. Like, I'm not living like I should right now. Or I'm not really doing what I'm supposed to be. Or I don't pray every day. Or, or or sometimes the enemy, he likes to lie to us and tell us that, you know, we have this sickness because because we're in sin. Or, you know, if we had faith, this wouldn't happen. If our faith was greater. Or if we prayed more. Or if God was real, even. He tries to tell us, you know, these lies. He whispers these lies through things that we can physically see, touch, hear, smell, taste. But yet, I want to encourage you that God is still able, that that, that, that Jesus Christ did not uh, 
get beaten unrecognizable. He did not get the beard ripped from his face. He didn't get spit on. He didn't get the crown of thorns smashed into his head for us to stay in the condition that he found us in. Because you're talking to somebody who was a mad mess. I mean, I, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I, I, I've been saved almost 17 years now. But before that, I mean, I have a baby, my, my baby, she's 24. But her father was a gang member who's in prison right now for taking a life. Uh, my son's father was a pimp at one time and did federal time for pimping and pandering. He is now 19. I got saved at 24 years old. But at 21 years old, I had caught a case myself for murder for accidentally, you know, shooting my uncle. And, 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 and so I was led to believe growing up that if you killed yourself or somebody else, that was was it there was no get back it was over for you but but that's not true because in that jail cell facing a murder case I found redemption and it was then that I opened up my bible not being young because my grandmothers took me to church but I didn't care I didn't even know anything I didn't care to be honest it was one of those things where I'm black and white so my my dad's side of the family was very oh and they fell out and they got the holy ghost and they scared me and it was loud and it was hot and it was long and I was hungry and that's really all I remember growing up and then my grandma on my mom's side was white and she it was like home they were lutheran and it was really boring too and they'd sprinkle water it was just i didn't get it i didn't understand it but it was in that cold jail cell on suicide watch that man the seeds that had been watered and the seeds that had been planted in my life god brought an increase right there so I want to encourage mothers who are praying for their children and I want to encourage children that are praying for their mothers or their fathers or parents don't grow weary. Do not grow weary. Always remember that that God remembers. For, for God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the labor which you have shown toward his name. How, how do we show labor or how do we love, how do we show love towards God's name? How do we show that? The only way to show that is in having ministered or in still ministering or meeting the needs of people. That's it. That's how we show we love God by loving people. The word of God says, don't tell me that you love God if you don't love your brother next to you. And love is an action word. Love is, love is connected with loyalty. There, love is not just something that, that is, there's, oh, I love you. You know, a lot of people, it, it's so numb. You can grow numb to it. And I, I'm talking a lot about love and, and, and the labor of it because I know next weekend is, is Labor Day. And ironically enough, it's my 13th year anniversary. So, I, I, you know, when God was giving me this message, that's how it kind of formed in my spirit was it's not, it's not over. And even sometimes in our marriages, it can, you know, we can get to a place where we kind of feel like, man, God, are you going to, what do we do? <laughs> where do we go? But, but, but God said, you know, his word tells us that God is not unjust as to forget. He doesn't forget what we've done years past. He doesn't forget what we do when nobody else sees. See, a lot of people want to do things when, when the Facebook Live is on or when the, when the YouTube, when, when people are watching. But it's what we do with that, that, when, that nobody sees that God, the Word of God tells us He actually rewards that publicly. He rewards that openly. And so don't think that nobody sees because it goes on to say, and we're still in Hebrews 6, mind you, and, um, I apologize. That wasn't even in the message. So thank you, Lord. Uh, somebody needed to hear that. I know how God operates. We can put together this little three-point sermonette and try to, okay, I got this much time. And, but you know what? When the Holy Spirit kicks in, man, if we're, if we truly, truly know that we know that God has done a work in our life, we cannot not testify to it. I could not tell you about God's grace upon my life 
without leaving this without leaving this station today. And that was nowhere in these notes. That was nowhere in my sermon. But I need you to know, a lot of times we think when we're listening to a Christian radio station that, that everybody's Christian, everybody's saved, everybody knows, everybody's doing well. But I believe that it's times when I turn on a KKVV 1060 AM and I need a word because it's it's, there's a lot of talk shows on it, that, that, that it's God, God's going to speak to me and where I'm at and my situation and what's going on with me. And I'm grateful that this radio station is here because, yes, I love my, my music my worship music, but there are times when I just need to hear a word, and and this station has been faithful to it. So, <laughs> um, not only did he meet the needs of regular people, but but it went on to say that because Abraham had uh, be imitators of those who, through faith and patience, so this is verse twelve, through pay, faith and patience, they inherited the promises. So I will let you know that faith actually means the complete trust and confidence in someone or something, even with no evidence or proof. So we are talking about the complete trust and confidence. My kids completely are confident and they trust that when they hit the light switch at the house, the power is going to come on. They haven't paid a bill in the first, but they know that when they hit that light switch, the power is going to come on. That's what faith is, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about what we, you know, uh, what we, what we may think we know. It's truly about just having the, the, the complete trust and confidence in someone or something, even with no evidence or proof. Amen. And it does look like I got Sister Nina on the phone. Hey, sis. Hey, what's going on, woman of God? How are you? I am blessed. How are you? I'm doing better. I'm listening to you and being ministered to. I just want to encourage you and let you know that uh, it's truly a blessing to hear your voice. I hear it often. But, you know, where one of the places that we started uh, was here. Yes. But we came to a place, went to a place, and then got to this place. And we're still doing it in our respective areas. And I appreciate you coming back home, which is one of your many homes, uh, to be a blessing to me, to the listeners, and to encourage them. And I just thank God for you, and you know I love you. Amen. Thank you. Yes, I. every time I walk in here, I think about years ago walking in here together for the first time and saying, you know, we're going to do this. And, and I so appreciate that you entrust me with the ministry that God has, you know, entrusted us with and, and, and allowing for me to come back and, and speak my heart and not, not putting any restraints on me. Cause a lot of times when people, you know, they want you to be a guest, but they want you to say what they want you to say. They don't allow for God to say what he wants to say through you. So thank you, sister Nina, because you always give me the opportunity um, and the platform to allow God to genuinely speak with it being swayed in in any fashion so I, I really do appreciate that in you because I know that when, when I do speak other places there's you know there's there's we're, we're coming from this scripture this topic this yeah. you know so thank you I appreciate you and I know that the listening audience loves save the loss at all costs and are very faithful to it because you know you've been faithful as well so thank you for that well you're welcome sis and uh, I'll just put it to you simply uh, the universe bears witness to what is going on and what's being said. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ already knows what we're going to say before we say it. So it's about accountability. You and I are in relationship. I know that you love the same Lord that I love. You serve the same Lord that I serve. 
you follow his word. So I have no problem at all with letting you do what you do because you're accountable to him. And whatever you say or do, you're going to have to answer to him about it. So if you want to go off on the rain, <laughs> I wouldn't advise that. Right. <laughs> but if you do, then we all have to be accountable. So it's not a problem because the Holy Spirit will quicken your spirit for those who believe. And for those who don't believe, you will be exposed. So I have no problem with this. And you know that we're going to be in this life and the next. And I love you. And I want you to get back to it because I'm being ministered to. So I'm a little selfish today. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. God bless. I love her. You're always, you're, you're, we're going to have friends that come into our life who, who for a season, for a reason, and, and for a treason sometimes, trust me. But um, she is one who is just, even when I was a mess, Back in the day, she saw something in me, and she said, "You know what? I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm gonna show you business. I'm going to allow for you to become my business partner." Now, again, I was still a mess, <laughs> and we worked at a place together, and and I, I really saw um, the love of Christ exuded in this woman's life who who's been in the military. She, you know, graduated. I mean, she went to college. I mean, just so many. We were so different, so parallel. Um, but I'm so grateful that she saw something in this little little hood girl sometimes that she was able to bring out the business owner in me. My husband and I ran a successful business for for a little over 10 years. And, you know, all because uh, Sister Nina saw something in me many years ago. And I'm, I'm eternally indebted to her for that. So thank you. I love you. So back to our word. So back to Hebrew, um, Hebrews 6 and then in 12. So faith is the complete trust and confidence in someone or something, even with no evidence or proof. And the other imitation we're supposed to have of those, you know, of Abraham is patience. And I had to look up the definition of patience uh, several times, but this is the one that I really enjoy, you know, the one that I really spoke to me the most. And it was an ability or willingness to suppress restlessness or annoyance when confronted with delay so again patience is an ability or willingness so some people have the gift of patience apparently apparently because that's just the ability but others we need to be willing (laughs) amen to suppress when we start to get restless or when we get annoyed or when we you know when anything starts to be delayed we thought it would be at 10 it was at 12 and you know so we have to be able to suppress that willingly and really be able to say that like okay lord i'm gonna hold on anyway even though there's a delay and, and we're gonna catch this caller too hello you're on save the lost at all cost hey Sloan, sis, i appreciate the message you got going forth and uh you're talking about love and uh, I just wanted to make a comment because, you know, they got, you have that storm down in the south with, uh, um, I think his name is Hugo, and it's hitting Texas. And with all the uprising that they got going on about the hatred and all this stuff about the skin color and the tone. And I just had to say the Almighty has a sense of humor because now the people, when, you, when you're going through hardship, you don't care who helps you. You don't care what the color of your skin is. You don't care. You know, what background you're from, you just need help. You're hungry. You don't have food. And a lot of the people have lost everything down there now. And so um, so I just thank you for bringing across this message of love and how we have to reach out and we need one another because we are the body. And I heard you say that we're the body. Yes. And we have to reach out and show love. And, and when, when tragedy comes, like what's happening now with this storm, 
and everybody will have storms, and you got people paying people off to do wrong and do wickedness. But then when the hardship comes, they realize, hey, I don't care what color your skin is, I need help. That's and, right. and that's where the love comes in on our behalf as, as children of the Most High. So I just want to say keep up the good work, and thank you so very much for filling in for Sister Nina. Amen. And who am I speaking to? This is Sequoia. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Sequoia, for calling in. I appreciate that, and, and you are 100% right. And um, it, it, it's kind of ironic how God will bring it to, okay, so we know that there, you know there's a lot of racism and division, and, and then but, but God, again, they call it a natural disaster, right? You know, <laughs> it comes into play, and you are 100% right. It doesn't Ooh. matter then who who saves you from the storm or who who has an extra seat in their vehicle so you can get out of Dodge. It doesn't That's matter. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> so you right. are so right, Sister mm-hmm. Sequoia. So thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. Yes. All right, you. be blessed. All right, God you bless. Too. So absolutely, man. It's and again, that's that's in the ministering part, right? Taking care of the needs of another person. Uh, I'm I'm very. Uh, this is just who I am, right? I'm very outgoing, and and sometimes I'll say hi to somebody, and I'll call cashiers by their names if they have a name tag, or you know, our waitress or whatever. And um, that's just who I am. But but she, you know, I, again, I'm mixed, so a lot of people might think I'm like Hispanic or Dominican or whatever, and so they receive it a little better. But I can tell when I'm with other people who have the same spirit as me, same heart as me. I have an amazing friend who who um, helps, uh, you know, direct and run a, a, an awesome pantry uh, here locally. And for the longest, it was a skin color issue with her. And she is is a beautiful black woman. And you would, you know, the people who come in love her, and you can feel her heart. And you can, and it took quite some time for others that were in positions of authority to kind of accept and receive her. And but she is one who is just she ministers to anybody, anytime, whatever, her home and everything else. And so um, Sister Sequoia was right in saying, you know, when you need somebody to help, you don't care about their skin color, um, which goes on to – thank you. That's a great segue to what I was uh, – 1 Corinthians sixteen nine actually says, for a wide door – for a wide door for effective service has opened to me, and there are many adversaries so many uh, the word adversary is one's opponent in a contest a conflict or a dispute so there are many adversaries when when, when the when the ministering will be effective when the mission will reach people when it will save souls when people will come to recognize that they have a purpose in life and they will put that needle down they'll put that pipe down they will they they'll 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 you know put those high heels and 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 uh, lingerie away when when it comes to souls understand that we have an adversary and when our ministering is going to be effective when when we really begin to realize the purpose and plan that God has for our life and we begin to see the doors open please understand that there is an adversary and and Paul is actually saying that there are many adversaries that that are coming against him that so so that this word so that what he was going to do in Ephesus the word that would go forth wouldn't be able to uh, it wouldn't be able to go forth reminding us that Paul obviously was Saul first he was he was killing Christians dragging them out of the home dragging fathers out just like we see today with 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 you know uh, a lot of broken homes because I, you know I, I'm a huge lobbyist now for kind of if that's what you would call me but I, I'm one who very much so believes that we have a voice and there is 
no reason that we should not use it. And if if given the opportunity to be the voice for somebody else because of our past, because I was a drug addict, I could speak on behalf of a drug addict. Because I was a teen mom, I can speak on behalf of a teen mom. Because I do have children by fathers, one who is currently locked up, one who has been locked up. I can speak on behalf of a home that has been broken, on behalf of a woman who was locked up and had to be reunified with her children when I came home. There, there's a lot of different voices that God has given me the ability to be because of my past. But 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 I know that when when it's effective, when the voice, and, and it's going to be effective, and it's going to affect people's lives, and laws are going to be changed, and, and, and there are adversaries. There are people with when we go in, we give public comment at, if you were to go to a council meeting or anything, you, you know, you could give a public comment and it always seems like there's somebody else there to go, well, well, yeah, we, we think about those who are, you know, doing 15 year sentences for selling marijuana, but we should be able to do it anyway, as long as we don't accept debit cards. Okay. Well, then you need to let the people out of prison who are serving 15 to life because they were selling marijuana too. I'm just saying. But that's who I am. So I, a lot of times when the door is, is effective and lives will be changed and souls will be be one, and, and really it's about people realizing, whoa, you know what, I matter. So so if you're listening today and you, you question whether you matter or not, you might be listening today and you may be even suicidal. Like my kids are grown. I mean, I'm, I'm sick in body. I don't what, – what do I have left? I want to encourage you that it's not over. It's not over by far. That God is not done. You may be in a hospital bed right now. You're there on assignment. You're there for a reason. You're there to love somebody who probably hasn't been loved in a long time. Who doesn't even know what the word love means. To, to, to be able to meet the needs of the person in the hospital bed next to you. Can you imagine that we serve a God who's so intimate and so personal that he does things like makes us sick in body or allows us to go through a sickness, to be able to be placed in a hospital, to get a bed just so that we can speak to that woman or that man, that person in the bed next to us who may be backslidden, who may be just discouraged, who may never even knew about God. God just is not real, girl, please. If he was real, I wouldn't have got molested and raped. And, you know, my daddy wouldn't have shot my mom. I've heard it all. But you know what? Here's the truth. God will do that for one person because he's intimate. And you matter. You matter. If you are listening to this program right now, I need you to know God, the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, wants you to know that you matter and there is a purpose for your life and it is not over if you are not dead and even when we try to throw the towel in and we're done and we're finished with this God thing man God picks up that towel and the Lord throws it right back at us and he reminds us of, of the pit that we were in when he found us and when, when the people that loved us when we were unlovable the people that believed in us when we didn't even believe in ourselves and we are to be we are be imitators the word of God just told us in Hebrews of those people, of their faith and their patience. Because we have to, we have to, we have to confidently believe that somebody who is just like I used to be is going to rise up to who, who I'm even attempting to rise up to. I'm not, I have not arrived by far, but I know I've come a long way. And when I look at a young girl and, and she's the old Rachel, I just think, okay, but you know what? It's patience. I'm willing to suppress the the restlessness or annoyance 
that, 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 that this young lady may cause at times or this young person may cause me at times. I'm willing to suppress that because, it, because I know that if I get restless or annoyed with them, it literally could cost them their lives. Somebody has to pick up the phone when the babies call. And if they're calling me and not the homie, then I need to pick up my phone. And I can't feel like, oh, God, this girl again, she's always calling. Oh, no. So we can't, we can't, we got to be patient, man. The ability or willingness to suppress the restless or annoyance when confronted with delay. And that happens a lot. And then again, in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, for the wide, uh, for a wider door for effective service. And let me just, you know what? Sometimes we think we're doing effective service. And then we have Pharisees and Sadducees who, who try to tell us that we're not. And I want to encourage not only you, our listening KKVV.com audience, but also the Facebook Live audience, that the truth of the matter is any type of ministering that we are doing for somebody else is being looked at. As long as it's done with the motive of really genuinely wanting to meet the need of that person and not just really, really genuinely wanting people to see you meet the need. Ah, you've arrived. All glory goes to Rachel because she showed up with a pallet of water for like homeless people when it's 100 degrees outside. No, no, no. Anything that you do, if you buy the the man a coffee in front of 7-Eleven, you are meeting a need. You're ministering to him. I had a homeless guy tell me, uh, so I do a lot of work at a pantry, and I had a homeless man tell me one time that the one thing he remembers the most is a child, he said about seven or eight years old, who opened up their little penny bag, a tourist on the strip, who opened up their little pouch with all their change in it, and literally started giving him the money in the pouch, and then turned around, took the money back, put it back in the pouch, zipped the pouch up, and gave the man the whole pouch. Now, this is a grown man. At this time, he had been homeless already about 14 years. But that one minister, that one way that that child ministered to that man touched him in such a way that he's never forgotten it. And so when we minister, we want to ask the anointing of God to go before us so that as we minister, it's in such a way that people go, whoa, I have never I have never had anybody serve my coffee or or serve my plate at a restaurant like this. I've never had anybody greet me, you know, at the door like this. I've never had a bellman take my bags from the airport like this. I've never had somebody walk my dog like this. In the ways that we minister and love, people can tell that's how we know if we're being effective, ladies and gentlemen. If what we are doing is truly for the glory of God and not for ourselves, and if what we are doing is meeting the needs of another person in such a way that they can say, wow, I I, I don't know this woman. I don't know if I'll ever see her again. And she literally just took care of my kids' whole layaway or whatever God puts on your heart to do because we all have different ways to minister and we all have different assignments. And so – that too, you'll know when it's effective service, right? Because Paul's not just saying, you know, God's opened up a door service because we can we can serve also. And there's not as much adversary. There's not there, there's not there, there's still opposition, but not as much when it's kind of like, OK, I'll just volunteer at this shelter or I'll volunteer here. But when you begin to run it, when you begin, when you have to be the one to oversee certain things, when you um, 
you know, when you start stepping into positions of authority for different things, that's when you begin to recognize the opposition. It's so much so that we might even begin to ask God, did, or, did you call me here, Lord? I, I, I don't, I, I think that it should be easier if you called me, Lord, because, but, but we have to go back to our word and remember that even Paul says, that, 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 that when a wider door for effective service opened up to him, that there were many adversaries. And it goes on to say in verse 13, now again, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 now, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, which again, our faith means complete trust and confidence in someone or something, even with no evidence or proof. So, so we are to be on alert, stand firm in the faith, even if we don't have any proof. It says we are to act like men and or women and be strong. Then verse, the verse 14 says, let all that you do be done in love. Verse 15, now I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that they were the first fruits of Achaia and that they have devoted themselves for ministry to the saints. Uh, another way that that word devoted, it, it, it reads addicted. And again, I just shared with you, I used to be a drug addict. So I, when you're addicted, you got to do it. You need that fix. Like I need, I genuinely need to help people. Like that's just my uh, God given. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, that's my prayer. It's God is my witness every day. Lord, do not let me get so busy that I miss being able to meet the needs of your people because we can get busy. So he says, it, is, it says that um, they devoted themselves for ministry to the saints. Verse 16, that you also be in subjection to such men and to everyone who helps in the work and labors. Don't be so hard headed. No, you do not. We do not have to be the one to run the show. Right. A lot of times I do stuff with different nonprofits and, and and they get crazy like, well, well, if our name's not the biggest on the flyer. So you I really get to see motives behind the scenes for things when we're at like planning tables and stuff. And I'm like, wow. But then I see these ministries on TV and I see different things they're doing and grants they get. But I see their hearts when we're going through planning stages. And and it's always I believe it. That God has given me the ability to see this, to pray for it, because I also believe that he's given me the gift of intercession. I just think it's the most amazing thing to talk to the creator of the universe, the one who literally holds the stars in the sky. That's a huge deal to me. And to be able to do that on behalf of somebody else and see God move um, and build their faith, that 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 just means everything to me. And so I say that to say, I believe he shows me uh, different things at planning tables for the purpose of being able to pray for it. But I do want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, it happens every day where people, well, I, well my name, if, if we, if we're listed as number one, if our name is the largest, if we, okay, but we're all putting in on this. So again, I have to revert back to who I used to be sometimes. Like if we all put in on it, we all get an equal share. Like, what's the, why does it, and, and some people get real, real funny about it. So, you know, but verse 16 tells us, those that are not of that spirit, those that are of a different spirit, that you also be in subjection to such men and to everyone who helps in the work and labors. We need to come under. This is a God-sized project to save the lost at all costs. This is not something one person can do. It has to be done with a team effort. 
And if it's not done with a, with a team effort, it's not going to be done, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I'm going to tell you one thing that God has really shown me. The body is so divided based on, uh, you know, oh, you're a Lutheran. Oh, you're a, you know, a, a Kojic. And you're, we are all believers at the end of the day. We are all believers or we profess to be. And if we cannot bring it together through prayer, mind you, and humility, then I don't know in all truth what we think we will accomplish. Those will not be effective services that we offer anybody. Those will be temporal services. We will not see life change in people. We will see somebody get a food bag and, you know, uh, maybe a hot meal and that person remain homeless for the next 15 years. Because we didn't take the time to, to effectively minister to that person. That person that was ready to find a place and didn't know anything where to start, had no ID, had no, I mean, there's simple things, ladies and gentlemen, that we can really do that God's not asking us to go out of our way or, or, or anything. I, I am not a technical engineer, right? I don't build websites. I don't do Facebook hard. Like I'm not that person, but I surround myself with young people who are. And I have no problem asking somebody who I know it's their gift if they will help me with this thing. Because that's, you know, it, it, it's a team effort. Um, and and I don't know, sometimes we think that, you know, if we don't call the shots, then the shots can't be called. And that's not true. And again, man will shall not live by bread, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And Paul is saying that our Lord says that we are to subject ourselves to those that are laboring with us. We need to come under. And if, if they need to set up crew for this event, we need to set up. If they need to tear down crew, we need to tear down. We don't just need to be the main stage act, ladies and gentlemen. We need to be those that are going to be willing to, to, to humble ourselves, even to the point of death, because that's what Jesus did, knowing that love is an action word, knowing that that even if we don't get the credit on earth, we get the credit in heaven. And that's where it matters the most. I, I, I always say, you know, I always say, we're millionaires in heaven. My husband, he's like, well, can, can just a little bit show up on earth? Can we just get a piece on earth? So, you know, we, we store up our treasures in heaven. And so, um, but we're, we're supposed to subject ourselves. We're supposed to suggest we, we shouldn't have to have people lord over us to where, you know, they constantly have to tell us to get in line, get in line. We should come under them if we truly believe that what they are doing is is for the purpose of kingdom building. We should be able to come under them, assist them with what the need is. And, and again, to God be the glory. So, and let me just repeat the phone lines one more time because I know that it came up on my Facebook. So it's 702-650-5588 if you're local in Vegas, 702-650-5588. And then the toll-free number is 1-800-366-8883. Again, 1-800-366-8883. And you can listen live at kkvv.com. And I am streaming live on um, Facebook, I apologize, under Rachel Richardson. So, um, back to what we're talking about. So, um, verse 13, I'm sorry, verse 16, so that you may, so that you also may be in subjection to such men and everyone who helps in the work and labors. Now, verse 17 says, I rejoice over the coming of Stephanus and Fortunus and Acarius because they have supplied what was lacking on your part for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge such men. We are to acknowledge those who refresh us, the, those that are ministering, the, those that are co-laboring, those that, because it gets rough. 
We get hit. Our kids get hit. Our marriages get hit. Our money gets hit. We get hit. Those that are truly ministers of this gospel, it is good news that that drug addict is not dead, that that prostitute is not dead, that that homeless person is not dead. That is good news because another day alive is another day to get it right. And if we open up our mouths every day, every day we open our eyes, we fix it in our hearts to open up our mouths and bring the good news, the gospel of how Jesus defeated death so we could defeat addiction and 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 pornography and and just the the the, the sins at Vegas just oh I mean alcoholism and and disease if that is not good news I heard somebody say sometime if your gospel if the gospel has not touched you it will not touch anybody else so again, it is good news to me, ladies and gentlemen, that for the last almost 17 years that I have been able to open up my eyes and know that I don't have to take a hit, know that I don't have to go get drunk, know that triple shot of Hennessy is not going to be my best friend, and I'm not calling Earl the toilet at night because I've drank too much. That is good news. And so that gospel to me has to be shared. It has to be spread. It's not optional because at the end of the day, if God did it for me, he's not a respecter of persons, my word tells me, so he will do it for anybody. And I and that's good news. And just as enthusiastic as I am here on the radio, I am in person because I know that it's not over. And I know that God is a God of another chance, right? He could be second, third, 24th, 87th, 1214th. I'm not sure, but he's a God of another chance. And I am so grateful for that because there are times I wake up and I'm like, up. Oh, do over. The other day I woke up going off on the kids and I, I told my daughter Elizabeth, I finally said, okay, listen, listen, I, I need to pray. I did not get up this morning. I just, you need to go, you know, because sometimes we have to do that. We got to, we got to rewind because there are people, there are people we're going to encounter every day, souls that hang in the balance based on whether or not we'll be obedient based on whether or not we're going to be patient. We, God asks us, the word of God is written to save people. It's not written to the unsaved. So when we read the word and it says that we are to imitate the patience of Abraham, that that means to have the ability or willingness to suppress restlessness or annoyance when confronted with delay. If we're supposed to imitate Abraham's patience, he waited 25 years before Isaac was born. But even imitating that patience, he still missed it. He ended up having uh, another child with somebody else and he missed it. So, so we, we can understand that, you know what? God's grace is sufficient. And when it goes on to talk about the fact that they, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. But in 17, he said, I rejoice over them coming because they have supplied what was lacking on your part because the Corinthians were a mess. Everybody was sleeping with everybody and they were, you know, offering up sacrifices. They're, they were sacrificing their children to, 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 to the devil and they were, I mean, they were a mess. But yet they, this was the, this was the Corinthian church. And so, so Paul says to, to them that they have supplied even uh, what was lacking on your part. What was lacking on the part of the Corinthians? They refresh my spirit because sometimes we can work with people. We can minister to people, but it, you, when it, when it doesn't look like they're changing, or it looks like, again, there's a delay. Amen. We have a tendency to go, look, look, girl, listen, listen, now I done told you. I'm not going to keep telling you the same thing. But you know what Paul says? He, he says that these other ones, right, they gave me what you lack. They refreshed me. And because they refreshed me, I'm able to write you this letter clearly because he was writing First Corinthians. This was uh, the first letter he wrote to the Corinthian church. And so he, he said, I'm able to write you this letter of how things should be done 
because I'm going to suppress, I'm willingly going to suppress my annoyance with the fact that every time I leave, you think that you have to, you know, go back to your old nature. But he says they brought me something that that, that even you lacked. We got to be refreshed. Man, we, we tell me who you hang around with and I'll tell you who you are. And when you are somebody who who is a giver and a doer and a minister meeting the needs of other people, you get weary. And we need people to to just pray for us sometimes, text us, call us, just encourage us, just to refresh us. Because that refreshing of our spirit, it even was able to refresh the Corinthian spirit. They weren't snitches, right? They didn't go back to Paul snitching. But they went back to Paul because he goes on to read, you know, all the good things they said. The churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. All the brethren greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Uh, The greetings in my own hand, Paul. And usually he has somebody he dictates to at this point. He actually was saying, hey, I'm writing this to you personally because I'm refreshed now. I'm not irritated, annoyed with you anymore. I'm telling you myself that, that these people are greeting you and, and and he goes on in verse 22 if anyone does not love the lord he is to be accursed and then he mentions the name right marantha and then he goes on the grace of the lord jesus be with you my love be with you all in christ jesus amen right but he called him out we, we're gonna have to call some things out sometimes ladies and gentlemen especially in this type of ministry when we're dealing with people right we have to be able to in love call things out Because we see the potential we can see for them, just like for our children. We have to have vision for our children. Because without that vision, they will perish also. But it was somebody who had vision for us first. And so we cannot be ones to just feel like, you know, somebody's never going to get it. Because that's not the case at all. So in closing, closing, we are going to go to Proverbs 3. Because I just wanted to, I, I'm so grateful. We, this is, a, we are, we're going to close out today, but I'm going to continue talking about the labor of love next um, weekend. I will be back, um, and I will be continuing. I will continue this marriage. This marriage. <laughs> It'll be my anniversary, is why I said that. So the second of September is my 13 year anniversary, but but I will be continuing along these lines, um, talking about the labor of love and how love is an action word. And so, but Proverbs 3, in closing for today, says, uh, Proverbs 3, we can start at 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For, for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Verse 3. So, Proverbs 3, 3. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Other versions say, do not let love and loyalty or charity and kindness or mercy and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good reputation in the sight of God and man. Not just man, right? Men can praise us all day long. But we want to find favor in the sight of God as well. And when we find favor in the sight of God, he honors us in such a way that men have to praise what we do. Because, again, just like when, you know, he said, cast your net to the right. They caught all these fish and they came up. Jesus had the fire going and everything. He said, bring the fish that you caught. 
They toiled all night and caught nothing. Absolutely nothing. But Jesus still gave them the credit. Bring the fish that you caught, he said. So the same thing happens here on earth, you know, still happens today, right? Man will give us credit. God allows for us to get the credit as long as we give him the glory. And then verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of your produce so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof for whom the Lord loves, because we're talking about love, whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights, not as a father corrects the prodigal son, Right? But as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that that's how much God loves us. He loves us. He he reproves us because he loves us. And Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever work you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord and not for man. Because when we work at whatever it is we do, like I said, a bell man, you might be a waitress, you might be looking for a job, you might, you might work at the pantry at, at the Grace Center or at Legacy Learning Center where they are helping people every day with food and clothing and, you know, I mean, just, we, we get people in there literally every day who want to leave a legacy. They're tired of their old life. They want to change. They want a new start. They want a fresh start. And we have the ability to speak life, to prophesy, to dry bones every day. And we are seeing people live over there. And so, and we need help. So we need all the help we could get at 1555 East Flamingo Road. I know we only have one minute left. I appreciate you guys listening. Please, please, we will be back next week with, with part two of uh, the laboring of love. And in the meantime, I want you to keep a journal this week. Keep a journal of how you were able to minister and meet the needs of other people and how that refreshed your soul. Because in refreshing your soul, as we refresh others, we ourselves are refreshed as well. So I want you guys to be blessed. Continue to listen. I love you, Minister Nina. Thank you for giving me the pulpit. And I, I trust that you all have been, you've gotten what you need. In Jesus' name, amen. Have your way. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in, weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. 
Vegas' very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.